All right. Welcome to the Cool and Christian Podcast. Cool, cool. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Cool and Christian Podcast. I'm your boy, KB. Stay fresh. Joined by my little brother who just made a big move. Uh, yeah, K. Will, stay fresh. What's up with you, What's man? Good? What's good? Yes, sir. Just moved and out then... to Denver. Just got settled in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up in the in the in the in the Rockies, boy. You're in the high yeah. altitudes. <laughs> man, we Not are joined cool. today by a super special guest, man. I, I say this about everybody. Everybody is a special guest, but this guy is an extremely special guest to me. A friend of mine, a brother of mine, a fellow musician who has just been an extraordinary influence on my life. He probably doesn't even know that, but um, I am probably who I am uh, in, in my, in my walk with Christ because of who he was when I saw him. So uh, as, as he's giving me the humble turn, like, man, you didn't have to say all of that. (laughs) My boy, Steven Dukes. What's up, bro. What's up everybody. Thanks for having me, bro. uh, Yeah, man. I'm I'm super glad to to have you on, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, Steve is a musician, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, I'll let him tell him tell about himself. But uh, one story really quick. Uh, Steve and another friend of mine uh, were was doing a youth ministry at um, Wheaton Christian Center. And they asked me to come out and help, you know, play music with them. And at this time, I don't I don't even know how old they were, but they were very young. And I just saw these guys really living out for Christ. Uh, and, and literally they were probably the cool and Christian before cool and Christian even happened. Like these guys were extremely cool. They, they, they were down to earth, uh, super humble, but they were also like delivering the word, uh, to young people about Christ in such a way that it, it made it, it made it cool. So that's my brief story. And I, and I thank you for, for that influence, man. Uh, but, Man, tell tell the people about yourself, man. Who you are, uh, what you do, and then we'll get into your to your story, man. Uh, well, I mean, my name's Stephen Dukes. Uh, everybody calls me Dukes. That's my last name because it's a million Steves in the crowded room. Um, <laughs> I mean, just like everybody nowadays, most musicians have seventeen different trades to kind of yes, you know we had to pivot because COVID. Yeah. So um, I am originally actually a music producer um that was my first entrance into the music world in general and then at i mean that was high school when it started it was a long time ago and at that time i didn't know any guitar players so i became the guitar player because we didn't have one and then (laughs) guitar ended up opening some doors to kind of uh take me around the world short version uh matthew 28 19 and 20 has always been my favorite passage of scripture is the go therefore and teach all nations so was interesting for me as a PK. Yes, I'm a preacher's kid. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I, I was curious. Was a, uh, yeah. yeah. Both sides. Mom was a youth pastor, father's a pastor. Yeah. And so Dang. what was cool about <laughs> cool about my parents is they never forced Christianity on us. They just taught us the way and trusted that we would not <sighs> depart from it when we got older. So that all leads to uh, me wanting to be a, a music producer 
and a gospel rapper at the time, and then ended up just okay. wanting to be a producer. Yeah, that was so where you it got started. Bars. <laughs> you got bars uh, too. I, I, I wouldn't say that. It, it might be some some tapes floating around from twenty years ago that I'd never play in real life. But uh, anyway, um, I started. You know, Chicago's real small. Uh, me and my best friend at the time formed a production company. Start getting some major looks from from companies like. Uh, oddly enough, No Limit Records and okay. started hooking up with uh, a lot of the Chicago legends, like did some records with Do or Die and Twister and all of them folks back when I was Man, in Side Town here. Stand Up. 20, the, 20, the, in, nah, my, nah, nah. in my early <laughs> 20s. And what was cool is, I mean, I, I that was my mission field for a long time. That was the place yeah. that I was called to. So, I, I mean, I, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I wasn't chasing girls. I, I really just enjoyed the music and the fellowship. And at that time, that was where God had called me to be. And I yeah. was their only version of church. So it was yeah. cool for me. Like That's I, I cool. got to, and then it, um, and then Kyle, you and I, we talked about this story a lot, but at the height of all of that, um, God kind of asked me to walk away from it. And I did. Mm. Um, so so before you get into the meat of the story, man. Come on, bro. Come uh, on. I know, I know. I had I had to stop it abruptly. But Kendall, I want you to explain. Sprinkle. I know, just a little <laughs> sprinkle. Uh, but I want I want to set up the meat of the story by explaining uh, what exactly like today's episode is focused on, so that it all makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, what's going on? We we have the Hall of Faith. So that's going to be our series for the next couple of weeks. I don't know how long it's going to go, but we got, we got some mapped out uh, and it's called crossing faith this week. Um, basically the faith that Moses had to be, to draw out the Egyptians and to cross over while Pharaoh is chasing behind his back. Yeah. Uh, and and he had no fear. I mean, he had some fear because he had some things going on. He had the speech impediment. He had a whole bunch of things that was, that was happening. But, I mean, he still trusted in God. Yeah. Um, even though Aaron was being used on top of that because he didn't have as much faith in himself. But, you know, he, he allowed God to, to use him. So that, that, that's the crossing faith. Uh, and it seems like you you already on it so yeah yeah so so that that was that was the setup so so we we well first of all steve tell tell the people (laughs) what size family you come from uh i am one of seven children one of seven same same mother same father we all get along we all love each other i was homeschooled i did all the stuff that should make it where i shouldn't have got the opportunities that i did as a musician like hey and, and this was like this was like the first black family I saw that lived in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> mansion man. is a big exaggeration. Oh but, man! Hey, well, but, I must have been record, I must have been short. I don't know. No, but. no, no. So uh, keeping it real, man. I, I grew up in Maywood like everybody else. I shared a, a room with my three brothers my entire life until high okay. school. Got. God bless my family to be able to move into a house that's about three times the size of what we yeah. grew up in. Yeah. So I okay. never, I never knew what it was like to have my own room until high school was almost over. Man, and that's a beginning. whole humble beginning. That, that is an entire story of itself. Too. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. all. Well, that's we'll, all we'll definitely so, have to have you back for that one. <laughs> but uh, so, so crossing faith. Um, so you you start you started by saying you know you were in the production world, you were in the music world, and 
you know, you had been uh, afforded opportunities to work with some, I mean, some huge names, especially if you're from Chicago. I mean, these are household legendary names. And then, of course, they're national names, too. But you're, you're in this industry and I'm sure you probably making some decent coin. You know, uh, uh, some people would swear if you on stage, you're you're a millionaire. But, <laughs> you know, we know we know the behind story of, you know, right. listen, a lot of them are just scratching and surviving. You but um, at that time, I mean, it was it's, it's a huge thing. And, and then you, you say you heard God call you out of that. So so crossing from what you thought ideally, I'm sure was going to be your career you know, God's calling you, you know, crossing you over to something different. Like what, what, what was the crossing into and, and how did you deal with that? Okay. So a couple, a quick story to get to that. Um, so just so it makes sense at the time I was maybe, I, I met Twista in that camp when I was like early twenties, 23, 24. Okay. And when I met Twista, it was right before the Kamikaze record got recorded. I helped produce and play on that, that like seven or eight of the songs on that, on that record. And so at at that time, Twista went from sort of hood rich to for real rich, like different car every day, rich. Yeah. And so like our popularity changed. I mean, I was driving a Cadillac truck on 23s with TVs in my oh. in my early 20s. It wasn't oh, mine. But whatever whatever the life you the rock star, I mean, I had a Rolex, I had a Jacobs watch, I had all these things that were being gifted to me. We were VIP yeah. everywhere. I was going to Beverly Hills, whatever place you wanted to be. I mean, we did records with Keisha Cole, uh, Anthony Hamilton, like a bunch of people. I mean, it was. Oh my gosh. We had got to kind of the height of of <laughs> what that could be, and I remember there used to be this ongoing joke at the studio because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke weed, I didn't smoke cigarettes. I I had never had alcohol in my life at that point, and I just wasn't interested. For me, I just don't like anything that clouds my judgment. Like I yeah, want to be right. a f- thinking in my right mind. So anything yeah. that makes me not think the right way, I'm completely against it. So they could never convince me. And trust me, they try all the time. Every time I was around them, hey, take a drink of this, take a hit of this. Here's this girl we got for you. I mean, there's stories even about that stuff. What? But I not not thinking, a random girl, but here's somebody we got for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Lee. I remember my birthday, and I won't even say who it was, but uh, 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 owner of some of the stuff that I was doing brought two girls to the studio for me for my birthday and was like, they're for you. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, whatever you want with them. And I'm like, I went home. And everybody yeah. laughed at me, but I, I just got in the car. I was straight. I just, man, I didn't want to fall into it. And so I remember... Uh, very vividly, um, this was right around the time of the Grammys. Twist that album got nominated for a Grammy. It went double platinum. It was crazy, and um, we're sitting in the studio. Twista has on a million dollars worth of jewelry, and I'm not exaggerating. He had on a Rubik's cube charm that actually turned and was different colored diamonds at each part of the, of the chain. Stupid. Come on. So I'm sitting looking at this and he offered me some weed or something at the time. And I was like, no. And I could just hear, I could hear the devil saying to me that I could have everything he had if I would just give in. 
to Dang. what they were doing. Dang. Like I heard it clear. Wow. And then at that point, it was tough because I was broke. I mean, in comparison, I mean, I had yeah. I, I didn't have what they had. And I, so I was yeah. like, man, God, where are you in all of this? Like they got all this and this looks like the only way I can get it because ain't nobody. I, no one I know has this kind of money. I mean, Twister was like Lamborghini one day, Bentley the next day, rich. So I was like, I it, it was really tough. And I think that that's the point when my faith, it, it started to turn on his head a little bit. Um, shortly after that, maybe maybe eight months later, um, God told me to walk away. And it's, it's funny because I was just not even knowing what we were going to be talking about, but I was studying last night and God brought back to my memory the story of Abraham, well, Abram at the time. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a part where he went and rescued Lot and also the king of Sodom. He rescued the king of Sodom's family and all that stuff. So the king yeah. of Sodom goes, Abram, man, just give me my family back. You can keep the stuff. And Abram goes, no, I can't keep the stuff because then you'll say that you did this for me, not God. Exactly. And so at the time, that was the reason why God asked me to walk away because my Grammy nomination was going to be based on a, a rapper. And yeah. and God was like, I can do that for you anyway. So I I walked away and that was, it wasn't like, it's not like, you walk away and everybody's cool and straight. It's like yeah, I was gonna you, ask like, no, what? it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't good. There was like contracts and like there was consequences. Yeah. Like I went from Cadillac truck on twenty threes to a little Mercury Sable that I had bought with cash that the transmission went out. Had to mm. move back home. Had to give back oh, all my equipment and give up my access to all of the the. So we had a publishing deal with Universal Records at the time. So yeah. I had to, that was my access to everything with music. And I just had, I had to, God asked me to walk away. And so I did. How did you feel about that whole thing? Like, did you, were you, I know you were, you were ready and you're obedient, but was it more of just like, do I have to, or is it more of like, okay? <laughs> no, it, I think, I think I've always been an okay kind of person. I mean, I, I deal with the emotional parts of it later, but at the point that I'm certain that God is saying something to me, I'll walk out in traffic. Like, I don't, that's just how I've always been, even yeah, from like yeah. being a kid. So, and the thing for me is I always told God that like, this isn't mine. If you ever want it back, you can have it. And mm. I didn't do anything to get those opportunities. I I'd never auditioned. I didn't send out mixtapes. I didn't do any of that. I, I'm I'm just a nerdy kid from the suburbs. I should have never been in the rooms I was in anyway, based on my yeah. own merit. So it was God's so do favor. You, do you feel like do you feel like God set you up? Like, let me see if you can handle this and be mature with it and then be willing to give it back to me so I can do what I want to do with you. I'm sure. I'm sure that was yeah. part of it. It's it's yeah. some of God's providence it like I'll never understand. But I know that, like, there was nothing you could tell me that would make me choose something else over what God had for me. Like, yeah. even when I couldn't see it, even when it didn't make sense, I just I just knew that, like, if God said to do it, that's what I got to do. And I'll deal with the rest of it later. And it, it, it didn't it wasn't like I walked away and everything was all good. It like fell. It was like worse than it was before I started. When I quit. <laughs> Because, I, I mean, I lost everything. I didn't have no equipment. I didn't have no access. I had 
I just was like, I don't, God, I don't know what you want me to do. So, yeah. I mean, I ended up just like about trying to find a regular job and just like, I still believe this music is something you have for me, but I don't know how to get to it. And it's not up to me to make that happen. So that's always been my story. Like I've never auditioned. I don't, I don't do that. Like yeah. I just, yeah. I believe that God will open the doors for me if they're mine to open. And I mean, it, it, now looking back on it, it was the best decision I could have ever made in my life because yeah. there was a, 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 a path I was on where somebody was telling me what I had to do to be successful based on what they did. Yeah. And, yeah. and what I know now, 15 years later is it, it's not up to them and it was never up to them. And it's not up yeah. to anybody what, for what God has for you to happen. Even God will, God will force people's bad decisions to work out in your favor. So you can't, yeah. it, you don't have to worry about somebody else telling you what the path has to be. You take good advice, but that's not the answers. It's just more, more or less requests. And that, that's so good because uh, Kendall and I were just talking to my son today and we were asking him, you know, about, you know, are you willing to kind of let somebody help lead you to, you know, being uh, successful or, you know, for in his instance, he wants to become a construction engineer. And so it was like, hey, OK, well, let us help you. And are you willing to give up the reins on your life for a little while, too? Mm -hmm. But like you just said, though, just because we help him and we give him advice doesn't mean that we have the final say over right. if he will be successful. Our our measure of success will never be um compared to what God's measure of success is for you. And and that could be, listen, your success in God, just go over here and work this job and witness to people. And right. you were successful in, in his eyes where mm -hmm. we could, we could be like, Oh man, you could be doing so much better. You could be doing this. You could. And it's like the, 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 the human side of us is always, always like, well, you know, if I'm not driving this car, then, you know, I don't feel successful. And if I don't have yeah. this much money in the bank, I'm not successful or, you know, so that, that, that's good. Uh, that's, that's a good word, man. You know what that reminds me of is like with the Israelites, whenever they got taken out of Egypt, they're like, man, we should just stay with uh, right. Pharaoh because they, they had me feeding good. They had me eating good. They took care of our home. Now we cold in the desert. But, you know, God was taking care of them the whole time. He, it was like uh, they had the cloud during the day, fire at night. I mean, they had heat, food. What's up? And I mean, literally, in Steve's case, he went from, you know, everything to nothing. The Israelites right. went from you know, slavery to freedom, but it's like, it wasn't good enough. It, it wasn't mm -hmm. as good as before. And, and I, and I can probably understand uh, when you go from everything, even if the truck wasn't yours, right, it was better than what you had, you know, <laughs> after. Oh, I mean, so, and I just, I mean, y'all, I, it's just, that's why I'm just grateful to God for the experience as a guy. Like y'all don't understand what it's like to be. So the coach Carter movie that came out forever ago, we did the title track for that song. And then we, when we recorded the video for that song, we all got yeah. to go. So I'm standing by Channing Tatum and wow. Sam Jackson is standing right next to me, like smoking a cigarette. And like, as I can, as I can only visualize him smoking, <laughs> <laughs> looking angry and antisocial as ever, but it just, it was, it, it's the crippling thing 
was walking away from the access because you yeah. think you can never get yeah. the access back. And that, yeah. that, you know, as you, as you mature, you learn the access is everything. You just yeah. need to be in the room where those conversations are happening. That's better than talent. It's better than gifts. That is what real favor will get you. So like feeling like I had given up my access to the channels I needed. Like I couldn't call those people on my, without the covering of the label I was, I was working for those people weren't going to answer my phone call. So I just thought, I, this is, I have given it all up, but okay, God, you you want me to give it up. Hey, there you go. You know what, what's good about your story and what was kind of troubling with the, uh, the Israelites, like they complained and, but you were, you were saying, okay, well, yeah, this is, I, I mean, I put this in your hands. You absolutely know? willing. Which I, is, I commend you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I would still be struggling with that. Like, Hey, listen, God, give me, give me two more years with this. You know? <laughs> but, but you know what though? It, I, I honestly think it only happened because I, I just never thought it was mine in the first place. Like yeah. I never, I never, I have never been the person to be sitting someplace and be like, yep, I deserve to be here. I never mm. felt that way about anything. So like, mm. and, and, and I did, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say as a testament to you saying that, you know, some people uh, fake hump, fake humility, like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? I should, man, no, nah, dog, it's all nah, you. Man, no, good. like I've witnessed this dude and he, I've never known him. Uh, Actually, I only knew of this story that he's telling because he posted it on Facebook probably, I don't know, six months, a year ago. And before that, like I said, I've known Steve for a long time. I've never heard him tell this story or name drop who he's been with or this or that. So his humility is real. So to hear him say, I've never thought, you know, I walked in a room and thought I should have been there. I absolutely believe that like there there isn't anything about him or about his character that says nah i don't know this guy might just be you know faking it for you know no like literally that's how he is and 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 i believe that god works you know it's almost better to be humble already than to have god humble you (laughs) you know (laughs) like lord have mercy don't humble me lord but just to be clear y'all there's two sides to it though there's a part where I don't believe in my own merit I should be in these rooms. But the other side is the God in me and the calling that I have it should be in the room with Kings. So yeah. I'm yeah. never, I'm never going to like, I'm not shy about that part. Right. Like right. I don't mind. I don't mind saying Steven of his own power shouldn't be here, but the God in me should yes, absolutely sir. be sitting in this room and sitting in first class and driving yes, or whatever. Sir. And living in whatever size house, I, because it all man. makes God look good. Say it again, man. Say it again. So, so <laughs> if if y'all missed that, he's saying that is is not Stephen, it's not Kyle, it's not Kendall, it's not you who gets you to where you need to be. It's the God in you that will open up doors and make way for you because he gets the glory at the end of the day. And and if you get the glory, it it doesn't say anything for him. So and, and you got to do it the hard way. Yeah. If you getting out of glory, you got to work too hard. Like yeah. I know that for sure that you if it's about you, you then you have to supply people with entertainment or whatever your field is. Yeah. I don't have to do that. 
all I got to do is keep pointing people towards the giver, not the gift. And yeah. he'll continue to elevate me. And when I tell you, I can't, I, not even as a flex, I can't think of a single thing musically that I want to do that I haven't done. Like whatever you want to think of, whatever the size of the stage, scope of the project, whatever you want to say, at some point I got a chance to be a part of something like that because God has always been the center of, of what I'm doing. And I always try to point it at him as best I can. And I believe he'll, he'll elevate me as far as he can trust me. Yeah. Now, I wanted I wanted to ask you how much of your believing uh, and having faith to just answer God's call and say, yes, I'll do and I'll go. Uh, how much of that came from your your upbringing, you know, being a PK and and how much of that came from just you just always having that that trust in God? Well, I think that. um being a PK is tough, right? Because we're either the worst or the best. Yeah. Like everybody got PK <laughs> friends that are trash. So like, yeah. <laughs> it ain't no middle. If you're a PK, you either gonna really love Jesus for real or rebel as hard All as the you way. can. <laughs> so for me, it was it was always about faith. It just made more sense than anything else. Like it was more the it was more about the edge. Like my parents provided me with an education scripturally and like with principles where like faith in God just made more sense than everything else to me. So like, until you can convince me that something else makes more sense, I'm not moving. So like, because I got that in, I mean, I was the kid answering all the questions at Sunday school and stumping the teeth. Like I've always been that kid. So like, (laughs) I think that I've had certain <laughs> level of I, I I could look back now and say maybe revelation of of relationship with God like at a young age, and not mm-hmm. that I always got it right everybody because that definitely ain't the truth. I <laughs> I've had my struggles just like everybody else, but yeah. those parts it, because it started so early. I mean, I I when I was a kid, I believed I, if I if I had need of it, God would give me a helicopter because I needed it to do something for Him. I just had to figure out what the need was. Boy, you you strengthening my faith right now, Lord. I, I, I'm I'm believing too little, I think. But but you, but for real, I, and this is not this is not like I never want people to feel convicted by the type of faith that I have it, because like you, I want you to be challenged by it though. Yeah. Because for me, if if God really can do anything through anybody, and obviously your faith has to take work, like you have to work, you have to take steps towards it. Like, why not you? Why not me? Right. If yeah. if somebody gonna drive a Lamborghini, I I love the testimony of me driving what I want, living how like I think that's dope. And, and even this this whole cool and Christian thing that y'all do it, like it's not cool if we if we beat up and beat down and I don't know, like, yeah, we're not yeah. eating well, like, life is terrible, we barely making it. I, I mean, I I just, for me, that's not the version of Jesus that I want to present to people. So, exactly. right. I, I agree with that. I agree so with talk, that. So, tell us about, like, what happened after you left. You said that you tried to get a job and everything. So, uh, uh, <laughs> I was... I was dating this girl who was wonderful at the time. Got fellas, get you a woman, a guy. They will always steer you in the right way, even if the relationship don't work out. But Amen. She, uh, Amen. She, <laughs> she, she, 
she mentioned a company that I won't say over the air that what well, might be a good fit for me for because of my per- personality. So I, I applied. I ended up getting a job and uh, I still uh, work for that company in some capacity now, like 10 years later almost. And what ended up happening is working for that company, they, they taught me some skills that I didn't have. Mm. There was like a bunch of, and they introduced me to a different world than the one that I was, that I was, I had been exposed to before. Because before I thought that my passion should fund my life like whatever i'm passionate about i should make enough money in my passion or my failure and that's not scriptural it's your gift that makes room for you so i have a a gift to be able to communicate and i found a job where i could maximize my ability to communicate and then my gift started to fund my passion so you are speaking you are speaking to me Come Thank on, you, come Lord. On. You are speaking to me. Continue. On. Preach but, on, preach but, but it started to become <laughs> where when I needed equipment, I could just go to the store and buy it. And I was like, what is this thing that's happening to me? I don't have to do a favor. I don't have to play a song. I don't. Have, I could just go to the store and buy equipment. So I started buying studio equipment. And the next thing yeah. you know, I had my own studio. And the next thing you know, I was kind of back in the game, but on my own terms. And then doors started to open up. And then I, I got to this place where, like, money stopped being a deciding factor in the things I chose to do because the money didn't matter. Like, I don't have to work with this artist because I need the check. And so yeah. that freedom started to open up different doors for me. So then I'm like, I mean, my guitar, obviously, I'm still playing guitar. I was a music director of my church. I, I MD for an artist friend of mine. Like, I started to get new experiences. Um, just all this stuff started happening and um, I met my now wife and that's when things really kind of accelerated for me. Um, fellas, get you a praying woman. I, I got one. That, I'm telling like, you that that's a, that's a fact. Like once you get a, a girl that can I just say amen to that again? It will accelerate. accelerate. Because like, I mean, I'm telling y'all, this is weird. Like I, I met, I found a woman who has saved herself who loved the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul. Amen, like, amen. In our house, my wife has a prayer room, like for real. Like, the okay. movie, like there's a room, and I promised her that she can always have that room. And we got to do a build out somewhere else for kids when they show up so she can keep her room. But anyway, so we get married, and my wife realized that I wasn't getting the opportunities that I deserved musically. So she, she added her prayers to mine. And just prayed that God would like open the floodgates, open my territory, open my reach. And so Valentine's Day, um, I forget what year it was. I think we had just got married. So maybe 2016, 2015. Valentine's Day, go to the movie theater with my fiance. This was before we got married, after she prayed that prayer. Now, mind you, my wife knew me when I was doing all the big time music stuff, but she wasn't close enough to me to know what level I was doing it at. So okay. her her experience with me was just me playing guitar at church and and knowing I had ran a little studio in Oak Park and that was cool, but she didn't know I was traveling all around the world and blah blah this blah. This back when you had the dreads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she knew me with the dreads. She didn't know me with the Cadillac <laughs> truck. So she um we're at the movie theater. We walk in studio movie grill in in Wheaton, of all places. Walk in on the front row is a producer friend of mine named Jamel Kimbrough. And he said, come to the podcast. He said, Dukes, what up, bro? I say, Jamel, what up, bro? And he's like, man, I got this thing. 
man, I need a guitar player. I'm going to call you. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I go sit down. I don't, man, y'all know how music, like, this, the, like, oh, what, yeah. What, yeah. yeah well, I was yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah. I'm like, whatever. He ain't going to call. But he calls the next day. He's like, man, um, it's, it's this artist, this guy, man, Todd Delaney needs a guitar player for his upcoming release, man. Why don't you come in and sit in? Is that cool? And I'm like, okay, cool. Now, to backtrack for just 30 seconds, I had already met Todd. I played on Todd's first album on, I forget the name of the song. Sorry, guys. It's on the first album. If you go, uh, I forget. I'll, I'll so you go in the archives. Text and... it to you. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time, it was just a favor to a friend, right? They sent me the song over yeah. email. I played on the song, sent it back. I didn't even, I met Todd. We kind of hung out, but it just, it never worked out. Like, we yeah. never really started working together because it wasn't God's timing yet. So then I, I I meet Jamel. He says, come to the thing. I show up. It, it is the album release for A Worshipper's Heart. And so I show up. I go to two, I go to one rehearsal and they wanted me to play acoustic guitar. So I show up and play acoustic guitar for the Worshippers Heart release at Living Word. That was my first gig with Ty. And then just a weird, strange twist of events over the next four or five months, I ended Is, up being his Was that was that the was that the one I saw you at and Jarrell played drums for? Uh yes. Yeah. That, that I saw you that night. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was that. And then I ended up ended up being where over time it was just God's will that I ended up being his primary guitar player. And yeah. what what we didn't know at the time was that his music was starting to circulate across the sea a little bit. And so it went from we would be in Maywood at a small church and there's ten of us on stage and six people in the audience. Come to, on. Come on, the, white folks don't know nothing about that. The next year, <laughs> but we we were white doing folks don't um, know about uh, that, man. shows like 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 it mattered, like it would be thousands of people in the audience, even though it was just a couple of us in there. Yeah, and yeah. so what ended up happening is, uh, Todd gets a call to go to Africa, and we go, and we ended up playing in front of. I don't know what the, the stupid number was. It was 50, 60, 80,000 people. I'm not really sure how many it was, but it was, it was kind of crazy. And, um, God ended up making it so that we would, uh, just kind of open the doors for us from there. And, you know, one thing led to another. And over time we just became the, one of the biggest things in gospel music. And that has afforded so, me tons of opportunities too. So God sustained you uh, before, and then He sustained you after. Yep. <laughs> man, that's, that's how that. And you know what, man? I, if I can make this appeal to anyone who is, you know asking themselves, you know, should I, should I, should I be a Christ follower? Should I put my trust in God? Um, let me say this. You have it here live and direct that uh, this, this is how Christ wants to be represented. Like I, I know there, there are people out there who try to represent Christ in the best way that they know how. And sometimes it's not very appealing, especially to, um, young people um, who may have the same desires to be a producer and, and feel like they can't uh, 
uh, let go or or give up one side to 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 be on the other. But let me tell you, man, if if God can do it for Steve, he can do it for you. If God can yeah. do it for Kendall, he can do it for you. It's all about having, you know, the right heart and then also that trust and, and faith that that God will sustain you. He will carry you from he will cross you over from one side to the other. You you may have the enemy on your heels. You may have distractions on your heels. You may have influence on your heels. But when you but when you just surrender, as Steve said, and, and if God says go, you say, OK, I'll drop it all and go. That's when he's going to just open up the floodgates and 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 drown your enemies in the sea so that you can cross over and that you can become everything that he needs you to become so he can get the glory. I think that's the the main vein of this whole conversation has been that once that once you cross over it you you die and you give up your self glory so mm. that he can get the glory. Yeah. Am, am I am I talking to somebody in particular right now? I don't know your situation. I don't know your situation and I'm talking to myself as well. But when you give up the glory that you want to get for something that he does and he gets the glory, oh my gosh. It the, the floodgates are coming. The floodgates are opening. The, the conversation we had earlier, Kyle, whenever I was on the porch. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 I telling mean, you, man, to literally today has yes today has been it, it's been um it's been it's been an answer to all of that you know it's been uh i forget what you call it when it's been confirmation to our conversation right um yeah. and just how and and i'll share with you guys like i was i was kind of dealing with some things and uh i was i was kind of doubting myself and i think I think even for me, man, my heart may not be, have been in the right place because there's things that I want. There's material things that I want. And and I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I want a Corvette. I want a nice house. I want to be able to, you know, give my wife and take my family here and there. But it, for my glory to say that I did it and look at me, it's, it's for the wrong reason. And so yeah. I, I, when I say I'm speaking to myself, I'm speaking to myself literally because I need to rid, you know, ask the Lord to help me rid that from my life so that yeah. I, I just surrender and let him get the glory. And then whatever, where, how, however that path looks, you know, whatever he takes me through that I just be okay with it. Well, if I could, if I could give everybody a piece of advice and I think is, is one of the hardest, easiest things you'll ever be able to do, but you just really have to be ready to walk away from any and everything at any point. Yeah. And so there is anybody who knows me knows that I'm a giver to the point of it makes other people uncomfortable, the type of things that I would give away. And because I don't hold on to none of this stuff, like my wife knows if if God told me to give our house away, which I love and I'm so proud of that I own a home that I I would do that or Mm -hmm. I would give my car like and because I don't ever hold on to stuff that tight like God continues to elevate me. And I, I know what it's like to want to do, to drive something, a nice car and, and have nice clothes or wear nice shoes or whatever. And you can do all that, but it just has to always, you just always have to remember that it doesn't belong to you. 
and you look for opportunities to be able to be a blessing to other people. And for every pair of shoes I have, I promise you, I've given away one. And it, 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 it's a, it is a, it's a, it's not an easy walk to walk because I, I don't always want to give away my stuff. Like sometimes (laughs) I want to keep it. And my wife already like, my wife would be like, oh, he making you give that away. Why can't we just keep that? And it just, mm, yeah, and not yeah. that she's not supportive of it, but she yeah, just yeah. knows that like at any given moment, God may say, this is the thing you got to let go. And I mean, it, it could be job. It could be anything. Like I try as best I can not to hold on to anything with a closed fist because it's not mine. And, and and God never lets you know, like, okay, if you give this away, I'm going to bless you with this. He never right. tells you that. Yeah. He yeah. just says, give you it away. Or or let go. And, and you're like, oh, okay. And it's it's not it's not the genie in the bottle. It's not no. okay, God, I want this, so I'm gonna do this. So yeah. Do this. Yeah. It never works that way for me. It is always that there's a peace that I have in my life for, for obedience and that's worth it. And then whatever else he does after that, and mind you, he's never let me down. It just, I don't ever see what the seed I planted is for. And then right. sometimes days, months, years later, the thing that I did will come back and I'll, I'll be able to smile. He'll bring it to my remembrance when such and such happened and be like, Oh, okay. I see why I had to do that now. Yeah. 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 Man, I, I have been I have been blessed. I'm always blessed when I spend time with Steve, man. Anytime he come get his hair cut, we always have, I mean, good conversation. And it's hard to let this man go, but he'd be on the run and I'd be like, all right, man. Uh all right. We I got another hour if you want to sit and talk. <laughs> the last time he brought me some of his mama's uh uh, uh sweet potato pie. Man, that thing was smacking. Oh, man. But uh, I appreciate you, bro, for coming on and sharing with us. Uh, we definitely have to have you back at some point in time. Um, give, give, give people your, 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 uh, your social media info if you want to. I, I, oh, I yeah. No, I, mean, I don't mind. Um, yeah. I, uh, ironically enough, it's, it's Stephen L. Dukes everywhere. So if you want me on IG, Stephen L. Dukes, Twitter, Stephen L. Dukes. Facebook, Stephen L. Dukes. My website is StephenLDukes.com. It's, it's, it's always the same. Pretty easy to track me down. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I mean, your story is is unmatched. And it, you you can definitely tell that you are marked by God, you know? Amen. Um, uh, I, think, I think we... Right now, like I'm going through this whole faith here just because I know that, like, God's getting ready to use me somehow. And I crossed over to a new position, but I don't know what's coming next. But you, you encouraging me by just saying, God gets the glory and stay humble and stay focused on Him. I mean, that's, that's what I'm, I plan on doing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I would say, uh, what what stuck out to me is is just let it go, yeah. Let it go, man. Um, and I would um I would just add two quick things, just even for you two. Um, it just first that like faith, what faith really is, at least in my book, in a practical standpoint of view, is just one step. Like all you got to do is take one foot and put it in front of the other one towards God. Yeah. yeah. And then the next step of faith is the next step. You don't have to necessarily know 
what the end result. And I forgot to mention that I did get nominated for another Grammy playing with Todd without oh, come on, come on, come man. On, and <laughs> and oh, Dove God Awards and Stella Awards and biggest I mean we we play a a, a festival in, in Africa and Nigeria where over a million people watched last year. Wow. And so like I'm coming one year, man. I, I'm going to put that in the, in the well, atmosphere. Hey, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I'm coming. Let's do it. And for the record, I have been to 18 countries and never paid for one because Look that was God. what God called me to do. And so this, he'll, if that's what he got for you, he'll make it work. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Well, listen, uh, Steve, hey, has pre- Steve, offer, Steve, Steve has preached us on this episode of Cool and Christian. So oh, I here, hope, come I, on. man, I hope y'all... <laughs> When you get done, you get on your knees and pray that God help you let it go and that he bless you real good. Bless you real good. See, if you, I, I'm always making fun of my white folks, but I know if, if y'all didn't go into it, if y'all, didn't, if y'all not from a black church, y'all don't understand. May the Lord bless you real good. Okay. <laughs> not, not just good, but real good. I, I love y'all, my Caucasian listeners, man. We love y'all. We love everybody. I think we talk to them every time. I mean, every yeah. time, man. We love y'all. And listen, um, thank you for uh, listening to this episode. You can like, subscribe, comment, rate, all of that good stuff. Let your friends know about the Cooler share, Christian share, podcast. Share, share. share us uh, because we're always putting out excellent content. And on that note, man, this has been another episode of the Cooler Christian podcast. I'm your boy KB. Stay fresh. This is K. Will stay fresh. And Stephen Duke, stay fresh. <laughs> there you go. He a part of the hey, family, y'all. Go. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for joining. Peace. Peace.